Hi, my name is Samantha Jacks. I am 36. I am an actress and currently living in LA, but born and raised in Vegas. Hey there, I'm David Jacks, and uh, I was raised in New York. I now live in Los Angeles where I'm a writer and I'm 41. We have been married now for five and a half years, known each other for 10. Sam and I have two daughters, a four-year-old, well, soon to be four-year-old named Brooklyn and a 20-month-old named Dylan, who both look more like Shirley Temple than either of us. Um, sometimes Brooklyn looks a little like Gene Wilder because her hair is floppy and hilarious. Um, and Dylan is just a little bowling ball, um, constantly hurting herself by diving all around our house, but also completely fearless. And uh, we love them both. Welcome to Our Love Story, a Spotify original from Parcast. Every week, a real couple recounts how they met, how they fell in love, and the biggest moments of their relationship. Now, let's hear their love story. We got another day of NBA action. And with FanDuel, every night is a watch party. So it's time for your FanDuel crew to make their bets. So, what's the move tonight, gang? You know that new customers who bet $5 get $200 back in bonus bets if you win. Woohoo! We're heating up, fam. Bet all the stars with all your friends and make every moment more only on FanDuel. New customers bet $5, get $200 back in bonus bets if you win. Make every moment more with FanDuel. It goes down in the dim. It go down. It go down in the dim. 21 plus and present in Virginia. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. See full terms at FanDuel.com slash sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. The first time I met David, <laughs> I had just gotten out of a class at the Growlings. It was really late at night. It was like 1030. Um, and I was about to walk to my car by myself. And it, it's in like the heart of Hollywood on Melrose. And my teacher was like, whoa, you shouldn't walk to your car by yourself. So she asked a nearby group of students to walk me to my car. And it happened to be David and his friends. And I remember we chatted the entire time to my car. And I thought, oh, this guy, he is charming and he is funny. And he really made an impression on me. And later, when I would ask him about that night, he has zero recollection of it. So I I apparently made quite an impression on him, which really makes me feel good. So uh, I do not remember that story that Sam just told. Uh, and I would have remembered it because I remember faces and I definitely would have remembered hers. My first time 
I thought that I met Sam. She was on stage and we were going to see a show and everyone was talking, oh, the Sam girl is so funny and I'm very competitive, as is she. So I was like, whatever, she's not that funny, but she was. And I remember just seeing her kind of flop around stage like a Muppet and it made me laugh. <laughs> um, and then we asked her to do a, uh, a show with us uh, uh, in our improv group and she just hit it off with all of us, but uh, I think especially me and... Um, yeah, that, that's that, that's how I remember meeting her. And that's how one could hope to be uh, described on their first memory as as a Muppet flopping around. I mean, that's what, when you know. Uh, to you be fair, I do love the Muppets. So. <laughs> okay, well, then I guess that's good. <laughs> but I think the reason David quickly became my best friend out here in Los Angeles is he just had... I, it's weird saying like he's the male version of me, but it really what don't make a face like that. <laughs> but it was we had such a similar style with comedy, and I knew if I would say something, it would set him up, and he would go exactly where I was thinking. And it was so easy with him, and we soon started like filming things together, or just saying like, oh yeah, let's let's hang out to do this. We would go to lunch all the time, or go on walks and these were I mean strictly friends my at the time husband knew him and he would come out to lunch with us as well but it was just so easy and also just seeing somebody who could make me laugh like that I was just like drawn he's very he was very magnetic I was just drawn to him yeah, we're very similar in many ways. Sense of humor and competitive. So we used to play basketball. I used to crush her. Oh, yeah, it was not um, good. <laughs> she may have been a little bit more physical than she should have been um, on the basketball court. I, actually, the only thing that ever happened that was a little untoward, one time after a show uh, or a rehearsal or something, everyone like fell asleep on my floor. We were just exhausted. And she may have held my hand. And I was like, um, that's when I realized that like, and at that point she was also separated. But at that point, I, I think even I was like, oh, this is more than just friendship. Our first date is interesting because it wasn't even set up like a date. We were still friends at the time, and I was in the Sunday company at the Groundlings, and there's uh, we had a big opening night, and there's a big party afterwards. And after, it was like 2 in the morning, and he said, hey, can you hang out? Do you want to talk? And I was like, sure. And it wasn't weird because again this is the person that you know i had been texting him all night telling him how great the show had gone and how excited i was and so i met him at his apartment and i was all dressed up um from the party and i was wearing these big heels and he wanted to go take a walk at the park right across from his apartment which was pan pacific park and um, so he gave me these old slippers that his dad had given him. I think they're size like 12 or something. So I am wearing these like clown shoes and we go over to the park and I'm literally like plum, 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 following him along the walking trail. And we, you know, talk a little bit about the show and, and what's going on. And then we're just quiet walking. And after a while he said, you know, don't you? And I was like, what? No, what? 
And he was a little quiet for a little bit longer. And he's like, that I love you. And it was the last thing that I was expecting him to say. Like I, th- there was no like, oh, this is going to happen. Nothing. And we just kept walking and I was quiet for a while. And I was really thinking about it. Like, wait, oh, oh, wait. And so the first thing I said back was, I think I love you too, because it was just dawning on me. And so we strolled a little bit longer and then we happened upon a bench and we sat there. And at this point, it's like three or four in the morning because we've been like walking and talking. And I just like nuzzled into him and he put his arm around me and I had my legs draped across his lap with like my clown shoes just dangling off and um we just sat and it was so funny to us we're like oh my god what is happening like we are best friends and now here we are just dropping the i love you and it felt so natural and there was no weirdness because this person knew me better than anyone else in my life And so, yeah, I remember after this like magical night, I was like, okay. And I leaned in for a kiss and he shot back and I was like, I'm going to throw up. Oh God, no. What? I've done it all wrong. And he's like, oh no, no, no. I just, I, I want to do this the right way. And I was like, oh, okay. Why did I feel compelled to tell her that I loved her that very night? I don't know. I guess uh, I'm not a huge believer in the cosmos, but I guess the stars just aligned. Like it was two in the morning. We were walking around. She had just had a big night for herself. Um, I needed the attention. No, um, <laughs> no, she just had had a big night. And I think for me, it just felt like um, it was coming out and it was... I felt like it was kind of obvious and I guess I wanted to say it. And I thought her being there at two in the morning, us walking in this park and this bench and it just felt right. And I thought she was in the same place. Can you imagine if I was like, what are you talking about? Well, that's the thing. I didn't, I, I knew that that wasn't going to happen. Um, I knew how she felt. So it felt simple and easy. And, you know, everyone talks about, you got to fight for it. I'm like, ah, it shouldn't be that much fighting. Um, you'll get into those fights later when the kids happen. <laughs> yeah, it just sort of felt simple and, and easy. And I wanted to do it. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. So when I proposed, I think we had been dating for almost 18 months at that point. We had been friends for much longer. I called her dad. I called her mom. I called my parents, uh, told them what was going on. And my mom said to me, would you be interested in giving Sam a family ring? And I said, yeah, (laughs) you know, does that mean a lot to your mom? And and she said, it does. And I'd really like to have her to have it and one day pass it down to your kids if you have it, uh, if you have kids. And she knew we were going to. And um, so that meant a lot to her, which meant a lot to me. And so 
Um, I prepared, I think I told her a friend was in town, a, a good friend of mine named Emil, and he loves going to fancy dinner. So I said, let's get all dressed up. We're going to go to this fancy dinner. And it's close to the same park that we had our first date in. And um, I said that he was roaming around because he didn't know where the place was. I said, let's just go in the park. So he, David lives in the apartments that are like connected to the Grove. And he said... Okay, so Emil is, while we're getting ready, he's like walking around the Grove. So we get dressed up at David's apartment and then we leave and David pretends to get a phone call. And he's like, oh, no. So wait, you're at the park? Okay, well, why didn't you stay at the Grove? All right, okay, I guess we'll go to the park and pick you up. And I'm like, what, what's what's going on? And he's like, Emil got bored at the Grove, so he's now walking through the park. I'm like, what? it's like 8 p.m. He's just strolling the park? Okay, so we pull into the park, and he's like, okay, let's go get him. And I'm like, we're getting out of the car? At the time, she didn't bat an eyelid. She's like, yeah, great, let's go into the park. <laughs> so, yeah, we stroll so, into the park. Yeah, we went into the park. And then we got to our bench and like right around the bench I was like, I don't know, let's just sit here and wait. And so she sat down and then I think I got on a knee and she immediately stood back up. And I had some things prepared that I wanted to say, which uh, sadly, I don't think I have those words anymore. I don't know. Uh, I don't know if I wrote them down or just had them in my head, um, but I wanted to say some things that were thoughtful, um, not just... Uh, no cliches. I wanted to be specific. Um, and I did. I said some things to her that meant something to both of us. I'm sure the word penguin was used because we've talked about that a lot. Penguins mating for life. And she's called me her penguin a few times uh, or more than a few times. Um, and so we got engaged right there at that same bench. It was so special because this park it's still, it's our park. Like I drive by and no matter who I'm with, I'm like, oh yes, Pan Pacific. So it's actually my park. And, um, and so, yeah, he took me back to the bench where he first told me that he loved me. And it's his mother's ring from his parents are, his mom's from Zimbabwe and his dad is from Cape Town, South Africa. And it's this beautiful South African ring. And I still get stopped about it because it's unlike anything I've ever seen. And it's so unique in the fact that his dad actually proposed to his mom with it. And they just don't, they've been married, what, like 43 years or something. And neither of them wear a ring. And so, because often when I say, oh, it was his, mo his mother's ring, people are like, oh, so she's Pat. And I'm like, no, 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 she's still with us. We're all good. Um, she does pass the ring on. And yeah, so we went. And I remember, too, like calling my family and just being so excited and and proud. And like, I couldn't wait to tell people that we were taking this next step together. Our wedding was awesome. We wanted to be in New York. Actually, it was my brother's idea to be in New York City. I love New York City. I uh, lived there for 10 years and uh, we were looking at all these places near my parents' house and my brother's like, if you love New York City so much, why don't you do it in New York City? And I thought, oh, yeah, 
Good, good, Adam. Good. Uh, so we went and checked out a place. We we ended up doing it at a Tribeca rooftop, and we had this amazing panoramic view. It was just incredible. And I planned every step of it because um, I like planning and um, I like style. Uh, sometimes I don't always get that right, but I like to to try. So I did the flowers, I did the photos, I did, and Sam was with me the whole way. And so and there was, was something fun because you know we live in LA, so we would have to plan a trip to New York, and then we would just pack the days full. Like I just remember. It just felt, I'm not from New York, so you would put on your pea coat and we would stop and we'd get a coffee and be like, all right, so first we're going to go to the flower shop and then we're going to go see someone about lighting and then we're going to go to a makeup trial and a hair trial and then a tasting. And it was so... And everywhere we go, Sam's like, oh, I'm such a New Yorker. And I'm like, no, you're <laughs> anyone who says they're a New Yorker is not a New Yorker. But when we called our rabbi... Uh, a female rabbi, she was lovely. She's a convert too, which is another reason why we wanted to have her as our rabbi. We signed the email and it said Sam and David. And when she first met us, she saw myself and Sam and she said, oh God, I thought this was going to be my first gay wedding and it's not. Um, and that's how she opened our wedding. That was her first line no, her first to all of our guests. Um, I was very disappointed because I thought this was going to be my first gay wedding. And she, I mean, she had the room in stitch. Then we went to read the vows in front of this amazing skyline of New York City. And there's a famous Jewish line that you're supposed to say. And it's something like, I am my beloved's and my beloved's is, is mine. Is mine. But and Sam I typed them up for each of us because I just didn't want to have to make our brains work at all, just holding this. And so I typed his out and I did a typo. She handed it to me. I read what she wrote and I said, I am my beloved and my beloved is me. And the, everyone started laughing and the rabbi, just, I remember her look. She looked so angry. She's like, are you being serious? And I was like, that's, that's what it says on the paper. And um, obviously, I think we had just written it down wrong. So that was kind of a funny moment. I have family from all around the world, uh, London, South Africa, Zimbabwe. So seeing everyone together for whatever the reason, but also to to express your love to someone else in front of them all, it was it was magical. It really was special. Awesome evening. I, I don't I hope I will never forget it. There's a lot of reasons, I think, David was my person even starting back in our friendship like he just he makes me laugh harder than anyone I've ever met and why am I getting emotional <laughs> and he also I think because he is so honest and even in the way that like he pulled back from my first kiss like he is such a mensch and just an loving and kind, honest person and so hardworking. There's so many things that I see in him that like I'm inspired and he makes me my best self. And then um, I will say, oh my gosh, I'm getting emotional. Um, <laughs> it's our love story. <laughs> I think that's okay. <laughs> um, just in my family in general, like commun communication is not something anyone in my family is good at. And so that had been a problem in prior relationships and just in life in general. And David brought me to a place that was so safe and made me a communicator in not a way of like forcing me to communicate, but showing me that like 
we can get through hard things and come to the other side together and I don't have to shut down and I don't have to push away. And so he really like opened me up and, um, kind of just helped me through like really hard things. And so as we go along our journey and, you know, David was saying that as we go along, like intimacy and everything has just continues to get better, but also communication and what a gift it is to find someone who is willing to like sit down with you and help you and, and take the time to make sure you're on the same page every step of the way. Like, you know, it's, and I think people say it's really hard on a marriage when you have kids, it becomes more about the kids and less about you guys. And, you know, in time you can get that back. But I personally haven't felt like that's the case for us. Like, I feel like it has made David and I stronger communicators, even more so than, I mean, he already had to put in the work with me there, but even more so, like, we have found um, a, a rhythm to it and a, a partnership. And that's another thing is some people will say, like, oh, does he help out? And I mean... It is a 50-50 with us. David does so much. I do 60 and she does 40. Uh, no, but we are truly partners in this thing. And so there's no built-up resentment on that. He helps in every way. And also, it's it, there are parts of it where, like, I get to fall in love with him all over again. Because, like, seeing him as a dad is something that is, it's so incredible. And, um he seeing him get to make them laugh or diffuse a situation by making them laugh. Um, it, it really is. It's, it's incredible to watch and I get to feel lucky all over again. And so, yeah, that's been great. And those girls have him so wrapped around his, their finger. It's amazing. <laughs> Thanks for listening to our love story. Don't forget to check us out on Facebook and Instagram at Parcast and on Twitter at Parcast Network. For more episodes of our love story, follow us on Spotify and check out other Parcast originals, all available on Spotify. Our love story is executive produced by Max Cutler and is a Parcast Studios original. It's created by John Cohen. Sound designed by Kristen Acevedo. Our love story is produced by John Cohen and associate produced by Ashley Hanna. 